Welcome to our daily portion with WIT Ministries. I'm Matt Russell, and I'm the director of WIT Ministries. And at Walking in Truth Ministries, we want to help people to be able to live a more God-centered, God-focused life and uh, in every aspect of their life. So the purpose for this podcast is for us to really strengthen our biblical discipline of reading the Bible. So I'm going to read a scripture every day where I'm going to share a nugget about that scripture. And then I'm going to say a little prayer at the end. And that will be the entirety of our episodes for this podcast. Uh, Please feel free to check us out at walkingintruthministries.org. Or you can also check out our other podcast, which is Living the Wit Life with Walking in Truth Ministries. I hope that this podcast blesses you as much as it blesses me. And uh, let's go ahead and get started with our daily portion. Are you concerned about what the future holds? Are you confident that the retirement plans that you have today will still be secure tomorrow? Let us help you by clearing up the uncertainty. This is Matt Russell, the director of WIT Ministries. Many of us at Walking in Truth Ministries are bivocational, working in our ministry as well as in the financial services industry at WinBig Financial Group. We help people to build a tax-free and risk-free retirement. Give me a call at 817-903-2575 to support our ministry and to secure your family's financial future. Again, Call today at 817-903-2575. Thank you and God bless. Leviticus 22:26-2344. Then the Lord spoke to Moses, saying, When an ox or a sheep or a goat is born, it shall remain 7 days with its mother. And from the eighth day on, it shall be accepted as a sacrifice of an offering by fire to the Lord. But whether it is an ox or a sheep, you shall not kill both it and its young in one day. When you sacrifice a sacrifice of thanksgiving to the Lord, you shall sacrifice it so that you may be accepted. It shall be eaten on the same day. You shall leave none of it until morning. I am the Lord. So you shall keep my commandments and do them. I am the Lord. You shall not profane my holy name. But I will be sanctified among the sons of Israel. I am the Lord who sanctifies you, who brought you out from the land of Egypt to be your God. I am the Lord. Laws of Religious Festivals The Lord spoke again to Moses, saying, Speak to the sons of Israel and say to them, The Lord's appointed times, which you shall proclaim as holy convocations, my appointed times are these. For six days work may be done, but on the seventh day there is a Sabbath of complete rest, a holy convocation. You you shall not do any work. It is a Sabbath to the Lord in all your dwellings. These are the appointed times of the Lord, holy convocations, which you shall proclaim at the times appointed for them. In the first month, on the fourteenth day of the month at twilight, is the Lord's Passover. Then on the fifteenth day of the same month, there is the Feast of Unleavened Bread to the Lord. For seven days you shall eat unleavened bread. On the first day you shall have a holy convocation. You shall not do any laborious work. But for seven days you shall present an offering by fire to the Lord. On the the seventh day it is a holy convocation. You shall not do any laborious work. 
Then the Lord spoke to Moses, saying, Speak to the sons of Israel and say to them, When you enter the land which I am going to give to you and reap its harvest, then you shall bring in the sheaf of the first fruits of your harvest to the priest. He shall wave the sheaf before the Lord for you to be accepted. On the day after the Sabbath, the priest shall wave it. Now on the day when you wave the sheaf, you shall offer a male lamb, one year old, without defect for a burnt offering to the Lord. Its grain offering shall then be two-tenths of an ephah of fine flour mixed with oil, an offering by fire to the Lord for a soothing aroma, with its drink offering, a fourth of a hen of wine. Until this same day, until you have brought in the offering of your God, you shall eat neither bread, nor roasted grain, nor new growth. It is to be a perpetual statute throughout your generations in all your dwelling places. You shall also count for yourselves from the day after the Sabbath, from the day when you brought in the sheaf of the wave offering, you, there shall be seven complete Sabbaths. You shall count 50 days to the day after the seventh Sabbath. Then you shall present a new grain offering to the Lord. You shall bring in from your dwelling places two loaves of bread for a wave offering made of two tenths of an ephah. They shall be of a fine flour baked with leaven as first fruits to the Lord. Along with the bread, you shall present seven one-year-old male lambs without defect, and a bull of the herd and two rams. They are to be a burnt offering to the Lord with their grain offering and their drink offerings, an offering by fire of a soothing aroma to the Lord. You shall also offer one male goat for a sin offering and two male lambs, one year old, for a sacrifice of peace offerings. The priest shall then wave them with the bread of the first fruits for a wave offering with two lambs before the Lord. They are to be holy to the Lord for the priest. On this same day, you shall make a proclamation as well. You are to have a holy convocation. You shall do no laborious work. It is to be a perpetual statute in all your dwelling places throughout your generations. When you reap the harvest of your land, moreover, you shall not reap to the very corners of your field, nor gather the gleaning of your harvest. You are to leave them for the needy and the alien. I am the Lord your God. Again the Lord spoke to Moses, saying, Speak to the sons of Israel, saying, In the seventh month, on the first of the month, you shall have a rest, a reminder by blowing of trumpets, a holy convocation. You shall not do any laborious work, but you shall present an offering by fire to the Lord. The Day of Atonement. The Lord spoke to Moses, saying, On exactly the tenth day of this seventh month is the Day of Atonement. It shall be a holy convocation for you. And you shall humble your souls and present an offering by fire to the Lord. You shall not do any work on this same day, for it is a day of atonement, to make atonement on your behalf before the Lord your God. If there is any person who will not humble himself on this same day, he shall be cut off from his people. As for any person who does, does any work on this same day, that person I will destroy from among his people. You shall do no work at all. It is to be a perpetual statute throughout your generations in all your dwelling places. It is to be a Sabbath of complete rest to you, and you shall humble your souls on the ninth of the month at evening. From evening until evening you shall keep your Sabbath. Again the Lord spoke to Moses, saying, Speak to the sons of Israel, saying, On the fifteenth of this seventh month is the Feast of Booths, for seven days to the Lord. On the first day is a holy convocation. You shall do no laborious work of any kind. For seven days you shall present an offering by fire to the Lord. On the eighth day you shall have a holy convocation and present an offering by fire to the Lord. It is an assembly. You shall do no laborious work. These are the appointed times of the Lord, which you shall proclaim as holy convocations to present offerings by fire to the Lord. 
burnt offerings and grain offerings, sacrifices and drink offerings, each day's matter on its own day, besides those of the Sabbaths of the Lord and besides your gifts and besides all your votive and free will offerings which you give to the Lord. On exactly the 15th day of the seventh month, when you have gathered in the crops of the land, you shall celebrate the feast of the Lord for seven days with the rest on the first day and a rest on the eighth day. Now on the first day, you shall take for yourselves the foliage of beautiful trees, palm branches and, and boughs of leafy trees and willows of the brook. And you shall rejoice before the Lord your God for seven days. You shall thus celebrate it as a feast to the Lord for seven days in the year. It shall be a perpetual statute throughout your generations. You shall celebrate in the seventh month. You shall live in booths for seven days. All the native born in Israel shall live in booths, so that your generation may know that I had the sons of Israel live in booths when I brought them out from the land of Egypt. I am the Lord your God. So Moses declared to the sons of Israel the appointed times of the Lord. Numbers 29, 12 through 16. Then on the 15th day of the seventh month, you shall have a holy convocation. You shall do no laborious work, and you shall observe a feast of the Lord for seven days. You shall present a burnt offering, an offering by fire as a soothing aroma to the Lord. Thirteen bulls, two rams, fourteen male lambs, one year old, which are without defect, and their grain offering, fine flour mixed with oil, three-tenths of an ephah for each of the thirteen bulls, two-tenths for each of the two rams, and a tenth for each of the fourteen lambs, and one male goat for a sin offering, besides the continual burnt offering, its grain offering, and its drink offering. Zechariah 14. God will battle Jerusalem's foes. Behold, a day is coming for the Lord when the spoil taken from you will be divided among you. For I will gather all the nations against Jerusalem to battle, and the city will be captured, the houses plundered, the women ravished, and half of the city exiled. But the rest of the people will not be cut off from the city. Then the Lord will go forth and fight against those nations, as when he fights on a day of battle. In that day his feet will stand on the Mount of Olives, which is in front of Jerusalem on the east, and the Mount of Olives, which will be split in its middle from east to west by a very large valley, so that half of the mountain will move toward the north and the other half toward the south. You will flee by the valley of my mountains, for the valley of the mountains will reach to Azel. Yes, you will flee just as you fled before the earthquake in the days of Uzziah, king of Judah. Then the Lord my God will come and all the holy ones with him. In that day there will be no light. The luminaries will dwindle, for it will be a unique day, which is known to the Lord, neither day nor night. But it will come about that at evening time there will be light. And in that day, living waters will flow out of Jerusalem, half of them toward the eastern sea and the other half toward the western sea. It will be in summer as well as in winter. God will be king over all. And the Lord will be king over all the earth. In that day, the Lord will be the only one and his name, the only one. All the land will be changed into a plain from Geba to Remen, south of Jerusalem. But Jerusalem will rise and remain on its site from Benjamin's gate, as far as the place of the first gate to the corner gate, and from the tower of Hananel to the king's wine presses. People will live in it, and there will no longer be a curse, for Jerusalem will dwell in security. Now, this will be the plague with which the Lord will strike all the peoples who have gone to war against Jerusalem. Their flesh will rot while they stand on their feet, and their eyes will rot in their sockets, and their tongue will rot in their mouth. 
It will come about in that day that a great panic from the Lord will fall on them, and they will seize one another's hand, and the hand of one will be lifted against the hand of the other. Judah also will fight at Jerusalem, and the wealth of all the surrounding nations will be gathered gold and silver and garments in great abundance. So also like this plague will be the plague on the horse, the mule, the camel, the donkey, and all the cattle that will be in those camps. Then it will come about that any who are left of all the nations that went against Jerusalem will go up from year to year to worship the king, the Lord of hosts, and to celebrate the Feast of Booths. And it will be that whichever of the families of the earth does not go up to Jerusalem to worship the king, the Lord of hosts will there will be no rain on them. If the family of Egypt does not go up or enter, then no rain will fall on them. It will be the plague with which the Lord smites the nations who do not go up to celebrate the Feast of Booths. This will be the punishment of Egypt and the punishment of all the nations who do not go up to celebrate the Feast of Booths. In that day, there will be inscribed on the bell of the horses, Holy to the Lord. And the cooking pots in the Lord's house will be like the bowls before the altar. Every cooking pot in Jerusalem and in Judah will be holy to the Lord of hosts. And all who sacrifice will come and take of them and boil in them. And there will no longer be a Canaanite in the house of the Lord of hosts in that day. Luke 2, 1-20 Jesus' birth in Bethlehem. Now in those days a decree went out from Caesar Augustus that a census be taken of all the inhabited earth. This was the first census taken while Quirinius was governor of Syria. And everyone was on his way to register for the census, each to his own city. Joseph also went up from Galilee, from the city of Nazareth, to Judea, to the city of David, which is called Bethlehem, because he was of the house and family of David, in order to register along with Mary, who was engaged to him and was with child. While they were there, the days were completed for her to give birth, and she gave birth to her firstborn son, and she wrapped him in clothes and laid him in a manger, because there was no room for them in the inn. In the same region, there were some shepherds staying out in the fields and keeping watch over their flock by night. And an angel of the Lord suddenly stood before them, and the glory of the Lord shone around them, and they were terribly frightened. But the angel said to them, Do not be afraid, for behold, I bring you good news of great joy, which will be for all the people. For today in the city of David, there has been born for you a Savior who is Christ the Lord. This will be a sign for you. You will find a baby wrapped in cloths and lying in a manger. And suddenly there appeared with the angel a multitude of the heavenly host, praising God and saying, Glory to God in the highest, and on earth peace among men with whom he is pleased. When the angels had gone away from them into heaven, the shepherds began saying to one another, Let us go straight to Bethlehem then and see this thing that has happened which the Lord has made known to us. So they came in a hurry and found their way to Mary and Joseph and the baby as he lay in the manger. When they had seen this, they made known the statement which had been told to them about this child. And all who heard it wondered at the things which were told them by the shepherds. But Mary treasured all these things, pondering them in her heart. The shepherds went back, glorifying and praising God for all that they had heard and seen, just as had been told them. Yesterday actually marked the first day of Sukkot, or the Feast of Booths, also known as the Feast of Tabernacles. Um, 
and it is a holy convocation. It is um, set up by God to be a a holiday of remembrance and celebration. They're remembering whenever they were set free from Egypt, and for that time they were moved from the quarters that they lived in Egypt to temporary huts or temporary tents, which is why they call it the Feast of Tabernacles um, or booths, which are temporary housings. Um, in Hebrew, it's actually a sukha, which is where they get the name Sukkot. But it is, um, it, it's a fantastic, it's a fantastic celebration. Um, going through each of these scriptures, here's the thing that a lot of people miss. I know, especially in the Western world, or really all around the world, but in uh, the Western world, we really celebrate uh, the birth of our Savior, Jesus' birthday. We decided at, at some point, uh, some man decided, well, it's pretty close. I mean, originally they used to do it with the winter solstice. So let's go ahead and let's just pick a day. And they just kind of decided December 25th. That is nowhere near, nowhere near when Jesus was actually born. Um, whenever you look at all of the scriptures and also look through the archaeology as well as the history, we can, we can, it's not something where people can say, oh, well, that's just theory. No, it's theory because you want to hang on to Christmas. In fact, one of the things that it's very... It's a very touchy subject, but um, one of the things that I think you really should look into is the fact that all the traditions and everything we do with Christmas, what do they have to do with Jesus? What what do they have to do with Jesus? Not just the fact that it's been commercialized and it's been, no, seriously, look at Christmas. What does it have to do with the birth of Jesus? Nothing. Nothing. And I've had people who tell me, well, he's my savior. and I'm going to celebrate his birth however I want. That's great. That is awesome. That's, that's fantastic. But God said, I want you to do it this way. Then why wouldn't you choose his way? Why wouldn't you choose God's way rather than saying, I want to do it my way? The scripture is, is clear in so many different areas where it says, the that man's way is right in his own eyes he says to follow his way in fact there's times that god says in regards to many of the things that we have as traditions as christians he says that is an abomination to me about many of those things yet no one questions it they just do it but anyways so with the feast of booths um that's why that's why the Romans chose this time to do the census because for the Feast of Booths, the direction is to go to Jerusalem if you can. If not, you're supposed to just go back to the, the, the actual city or the town of your family. It's a time that you're supposed to go. And since they're all really close and all in one area and out of the wilderness and all this kind of stuff, it made it easy for the Romans to do a census. 
It's also why they decided that time was a time that they would add taxes. They would do a census and tax collectors were out and about because everybody's here. And then also in the Western world, we have this wonderful story of how uh, Joseph and Mary, they went to the inn, they knocked on the door and the innkeeper said, there's no room, but you're welcome to go sleep out back with the animals. Just because he's in a manger, which is the English word, but just because that Jesus is born in mangers does not mean that he's in a cave. Doesn't say that. It does not mean that he's out with the livestock. Like there was no room, so he had to go sleep in a barn. No, it was during the Feast of Booths and he was outside, born out in these temporary housings because everyone's in town. There is no room at the inn. They're all also out in these temporary shelters in the streets. That is what happened. Jesus' birth took place during the Feast of Booths or Tabernacle or Sukkot. That's when Jesus was born because it's in the fall and it's before, as the Bible says, before the shepherds came in from the field because they were still out in the field because if it was winter, they would be in. They were still out in the field. We can ignore what the Bible says and come up with our own traditions, or we can follow the tradition that God gave us. And he said, during this time, you are to celebrate. Celebrate. Celebrate the fact that you've been set free. Celebrate the fact that when Jesus came, because remember, these booths originally were set up because they were freed from the bondage in Egypt. And after the exodus and going through the, the, the river, the, I mean the sea, the Red Sea that had parted, going through the waters to the other side, every bit of these things are a foreshadowing or symbolic of salvation. We are born into that bondage. And when we accept what Jesus has done for us, we are freed from that bondage. Then we have water baptism and we go through the waters or under, if we have uh, baptism through submersion. And then you come up out of the waters. You're buried into death and you're risen into new life. You've been born again. Jesus is the reason for that. So on this booths celebration, the, the festival, the Feast of Booths, you're also celebrating Jesus' birth and the fact that our Savior was born that, that frees us from that bondage. So God, thank you. Thank you, that you, thank you that you make it so clear. And I'm I'm sorry that, man, we as men just confuse everything. And that we want to make it our way instead of your way. Father, I just pray that more and more people's eyes would be open. For whatever reason that they're just trying to pursue a um, their own feast, their own traditions, their own celebrations. I, I pray that they could just pursue what you have already ordained because what you have ordained has been blessed 
It has been blessed. And it's not that we have to do it. It's that we get to do it. You gave us direction. Help us. Help more people's eyes to be opened that this is what your desire is for us to do. We're supposed to, as Jesus came and broke the traditions of man, he was to redeem the traditions of God. Thank you for that. In Jesus' name, amen. Thank you for joining us today, and I hope that uh, that blesses you, either as an individual or uh, with you and your other loved ones. Uh, maybe this is uh, something that you're utilizing to to spend with your family, uh, some time around God's Word, and uh, of course, that is great. I love that, and I'd love to hear how uh, the Daily Portion podcast is blessing you. If you would, just go to our website at walkingintruthministries.org. And um, go on there and just drop us a little note about uh, this podcast or one of our other podcasts or even just check out the events that we have available. Uh, But again, thank you very much and look forward to seeing you again tomorrow as we dig into our daily portion with WIT Ministries. God bless.